2: And those that will join us on podcast at 3cr.org.au.
3: Thanks for joining us. Stay with us and enjoy the episode.
1: Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Nasser and yes, Robert. Robert. Good morning, boys. Good morning, good morning, good morning. So, full house today? We do, it's been a while. It's fantastic. A full crew, and
2: we've got some, uh, an exciting guest to speak to, as well as um, a recap of the Palestine Film Festival. We used to.
1: So tell us about uh, our guest, uh, Nasser. So our first guest is
2: Mr. Philippe Saka, who is a, um, a volunteer with Moira Kelly's Creating Hope Foundation. Mm-hmm. He's also a director of the Global Gardens of Peace in Khan Yunus. And is the public relations officer for the Bet Jella Palestine Association. And stay tuned to the end of the show to hear about the exciting month of activities for Palestine in November.
1: So stay with us for our interview with Mr. Philippe Asaka.
2: And we're very proud to be joined by Philippe Saka, who's just returned from Gaza. Welcome, Philippe.
4: Uh, thank you, and uh, nice, and uh, appreciate your opportunity to give me the. Uh, the opportunity to talk to you.
2: Well, Philippe, you've just come back from Gaza. Tell us about Gaza. What did you see? How is it?
4: I thought I might tell you that uh, since 2000, uh, I have been dealing with Miss Moira Kelly, and uh, we went the first time 2004, and we went several times. Uh, we start to pick, uh, pick up uh, uh, sick children and deal with them in Melbourne and retaining them, and also send doctors. The last trip was... Three years ago, we picked up uh, a young girl, Shahid, Shahid Al-Fahimi. She born uh, in very complicated sickness, without skin. We brought her three years ago with the help of the foreign affairs, our affairs. And we dealt with her uh, the last three years. We done three or four operations. And briefly, uh, she born with uh, uh, as piece of meat. And uh, her the the sickness is very complicated. And uh, because they were not taking care of her situation in the first five years of her life, all bones in her uh, uh, toes and uh, and fingers they were melt, and the bones become joined to each other. Her eyes they were. Uh, uh, hidden a little bit and her ears. Mm-hmm. Then she went through three operations in the last three years. Uh, the surgeon, I went a couple of times as interpreter and uh, uh, more or less, we cut the meat, let us talk brutally like the meat between their fingers and uh, her fingers and toes and uh, uh, start to recover the movement of her uh, toes and uh, fingers. Uh, The story of that girl that uh, her father was shot by the Israelis and uh, she born after his death in a few months. And her mother disappeared. She was stressed by by the situation and uh, her home was demolished also. Then her mom uh, took care of her. Uh, there are a lot of high, uh, highlights of our trip in both ways. But to make it very clear, uh, thanks to our Australian government, the foreign affairs, they helped us three years ago to pick her up from, uh, uh, from Gaza, because as Gaza people, they are not allowed even to step in the, in the land of Palestine, uh, 1948. Then uh, kindly, the consul and the foreign affairs officer, Three years ago they took her and they take care of her uh, around three eleven hours because we had meeting in jerusalem then we flew from uh, Lod airport well, at the uh, bingorian airport to amman and amman dubai dubai melbourne that trip we went through it was uh, a little bit more complicated uh, september was full of uh, festivities for the jewish then uh, Somehow, we lost the flight to Lod Airport. Then we went Dubai, Dubai, Amman. Amman, we crossed the bridge, and the embassy came to the bridge. They picked up us from the bridge to Aries, Beit Hanun crossing. The highlight of all our trip, that the Emirates, they were very helpful. We went with a lot of medicine for that uh, young girl. And on the bridge and the airport of Amman, they help us usually because uh, still the Gaza people, they have to be registered. The manager of the airport uh, explained what we need to do as this gear needs to be uh, washed thoroughly uh, and been uh, uh, given ointment three times a day. It looks like she produced skin uh, in one hour, like three three weeks for normal person. And I, when I accompanied her in our way here, she was telling me to cut her hair. She always crashed his body. And she was sitting next to me on the aeroplane when we were going to the long trip. And I can see her uh, crashing, uh, uh, scratching her uh, back in the seat. We have to give her shower. In Dubai, with the with help of the uh, airport, uh, even with one-half-hour uh, uh, limit to board on the second flight, they took us from the airplane, forklift like bus, forklift, they took us to the shower. They were so helpful and boarding. They helped us with everything. And when we arrive in Amman, again, the manager of the airport helps us. At the bridge, too, they must highlight the kindness and help us, help, uh, help that they get from the Jordanian. And uh, the so, people who work on the uh, at the bridge, usually uh, they get stuck with you to pay them uh, tip and all of this. They say, go with God, you are doing a marvelous job. Let us share the work with you.
2: That's fantastic, Philippe. So that, that's great that um, you were able to return this young girl back to her home. Um, can you tell us, what, did her mother meet her? Who met her when you when you went back to Gaza?
4: Okay, there are a lot of sensitive issue here, but I'll say it very well, uh, very clear. Uh, the mother somehow disappeared, okay? Mm-hmm. Then her grandmother, she lives in Beit Hanun. As we enter uh, the Arab side, let us call it uh, uh, the first section of uh, Beit Hanon, uh, the people receive us there, and uh, the authority, uh, uh, they receive us on both sides. Uh, we have Hamas, and fortunately we have the uh, PI, the Palestinian Authority, and Hamas. And both sides, they were very helpful, uh, Moira was crying immensely. We, when we went home, all Beit Hanun, they were there, and it was an incredible encounter. Uh, they spent uh, the other night with celebration. Moira succeed to train her here in Melbourne and Brunswick to wash herself and deal with herself. And she proved to her families, a grandmother who become her mom, He mm-hmm. uh, took her to the shower in different section, the ladies, and she proven that uh, Shahid can look after herself. We provided additional support of the medicine, we found a chemist there, where we can send them uh, uh, the yes. money directly and buy, buy more uh, more uh, medicine, medicine. Uh, ointment, and uh, uh, we they mix the bleach and uh, and uh, other other material. So you, is- you've
3: basically saved this girl's life. Without you guys, she would be probably dead at this stage. Tell, tell us, what else do you see in Gaza? Is it a common scene to see this? What is the, the landscape like? What are the children like? What what else do you see there as a, as a I, uh, foreigner, as a person going into Gaza?
4: So complete uh, uh, how we found here. Uh, there is a volunteer called Anos. He suffered of, uh, diabetes, and he devoted his life to help others himself. He put her in the Facebook. When it comes to uh, what we seen and what we witness in our visit... Uh, we found people are very, very strong and they don't care about their uh, suffering. You don't feel that they are suffering. They are conducting themselves in the most natural way. And on Thursday, we have to leave on Thursday, not to to stay on uh, on Friday. Uh, we have another march with the uh, uh, throw of gas they killed uh, one of those uh, protesters. Uh, we were in the taxi, and he said, no, they killed one yesterday. Uh, they don't care about uh, killing and resistance. I can assure you, they are so generous, so uh, so engaged with the visitors, and they treat you like like,
2: king. like no, a king.
4: Like a king, and uh, uh, the way that they receive us, you don't forget. You you do not you do not feel that you are in country under occupation. They don't express their suffering. It is natural when they attack, they attack, and uh, and the, the, it's natural. They say that's our life, and we cope with it. Uh, to that's give wonderful you, thing
2: about the Gazans. Their their steadfastness, their is fantastic. I
4: can tell you something very very important. Very very important that
2: we've got one minute left, Philip. So
4: please. Okay. We tell you that the people of Gaza, they cannot go for a uh, uh, lot of dip uh, and fishing, then the, get, the kids, they, uh, they sell you the crab. They sell you a box of crab around $3. They catch fish and a crab close to the beach. I, I admire our people in Gaza, and they stand strongly against any occupation. And they resist, and they believe that one day they'll go to their own villages on the north of Gaza and their own villages. Into
2: Palestine, inshallah. Now, Philip, in 30 seconds, can you give us a quick update on the Global Gardens of Peace in Khan Yunus? 30 seconds.
4: Uh, 30 seconds, yes. We, uh, we, uh, since years, we devoted to building a garden in Gaza, and it is 32,000 square meters. It will cost $6.5 million. We found some difficulty to finance this, which we'll do, but now we start to build small gardens with the cost around sixty or $65,000 in the north and the south side of, uh, of Gaza, and uh, the Khan Yunis municipality stood behind us, and we hope that we'll start very sooner than later in the first Amal garden in south uh, Gaza in Amal, which is belongs to Khan Yunis.
2: Fantastic. Thanks, Philippe Saka. Thank you for joining us today. And welcome, it's great to be
4: with you, and thank you for having me.
1: That was a great interview, Nasser. Yeah, it was great,
2: uh, particularly because Philippe just came back from Gaza. Maybe we'll get him back on and to talk specifically about um, his experience within Gaza and the challenges there.
1: Of course, we do um, injustice if we want to cover everything he has seen or did uh, for the last, let's say, more than 10 years in less than 10 minutes. So we will definitely be back to this uh, great initiative in future episodes. Uh, but I want to talk about the film festival, uh, Nasser and Robert.
2: Well, uh, fantastically, the Palestine Film Festival now national. one. It's the biggest Palestine film festival
1: in the world. In terms of the number of cities. In terms
2: of the number of cities. so That's it's amazing. That's... So we've gone Sydney, Hobart, Melbourne currently in Brisbane, then to Canberra, Perth, and Adelaide. So seven cities around Australia. So it's truly a national film festival. I
1: want to congratulate uh, Nasser Shaktour and the other uh, volunteers and organizers for putting together such an amazing project for more than... Uh, more than a decade now. More than a decade. So well done. And <laughs> Robert, you ended up watching the first movie. You were just giving me a left. Well, so yeah, that was I was going to
3: drop you off and I ended up getting a ticket and I'm actually really happy I did because the film was fantastic. It
4: showed. Well, the movie
2: was sold out, Robert. Yes. yes. He used
3: your celebrity status. Yeah, we, no, ma- we managed pleased. to smuggle oh, him. Uh, yeah. in. Yeah. You know, it's a sold out event, no tickets, but it there were a off. few it seats it left. You know, if, it, so it, it pays off
1: if you are nice to me.
3: 100%. Thank you very much, Yusuf, yes, because so. i got the VIP treatment to get you in because you had your press card. Uh, but the movie, I thought, was fabulous. The yes. movie was fantastic. And so we're
1: th- talking about the Wajib movie. Wajib.
3: Yeah. I mean, the fact that it showed the, the horrific crimes that Israel has put on the Palestinians, but it was in a very delicate way. But it showed the real life of the Palestinians, which we couldn't imagine and we couldn't possibly live like that. So well, it was fantastic. Yeah,
2: it expressed the subtle... Subtly, the excruciating pain of being a Palestinian within Side 48. And the, the space challenge- of
1: the movie is Nazareth.
2: Nazareth. Uh, and that's, and it's, yeah. it's a Christian family. Mm. And um, uh, we won't spoil the plot too much because, excitingly, this movie is being released on a, uh, commercially. So it's outside of the film festival. It's going to be released in Australia. So if you missed it, mm. uh, where well, you'll be able to catch it in um, commercial cinemas. But um, it's uh, a father and son, and they're spreading around invitations to the daughter sisters wedding upcoming. There's meeting. a lot of them, too. There's a lot, a lot of, food, of delivering. A lot of delivering. But the conversation is between the dad and the son, who happen to actually be father and son in real life as well. In real life. And just the, um, the, the challenges that their life has um, suffered because of the, uh, the establishment of the State of Israel and how that's manifested itself into every facet of their lives. Mm. From um you know from pets through to uh, and even education. services
1: muni- municipal uh, services uh, one one of the things that the movie uh, highlighted is the big gap uh, in terms of municipal uh, services between Mm-mm. an Arab uh, neighborhood and the Jewish neighborhood of Nazareth. Yeah. And you would think that these are all citizens of the state of Israel, but uh, if you go and have an inside story, you will see the big gap in everything.
2: No equality of service, no equality of road structure, no equality of civil access infrastructure. Of
1: employment and,
3: and, and there was one section there where the, the father and the son were arguing, mm. and I think it was amazing how it enlightened exactly what was going on and the son didn't always know what the father was hiding but it was absolutely what the father was protecting the son protecting from the son yeah. yeah so very very so powerful. let's not spoil it too much no, no i won't i won't indeed but you know if, if you could if get me some more press cards that also, would
1: also also i want to uh, uh, speak a little bit about muhammad bakri the film uh, uh, maker and uh, the main character in the movie Hamad Bakri is a Palestinian actor, but more than an actor. He is a man of principle because despite the pressure of the Janine uh, reoccupation in 2002 and what Israel did uh, back then, he insisted in creating a very powerful film on the massacre of Janine camp. And um, because of that, the Israeli civil society and the Israeli government tried to fine him for inciting violence and uh, there was uh, something like 600,000 shekels uh, in total of fines that he uh, was asked to pay for uh, for inciting violence for simply showing the story of Janine. And Janine is um, Janine, I mean, how can we explain uh, what happened in uh, Janine, Nasser, in in less than. uh, A a
2: massacre, and everybody wants to go see it. You know, the Israelis went in there with bulldozers and pushed houses on the top of people. They, you know, shot uh, innocents in cold uh, cold blood. The reality is they went in for an operation, encountered very stiff resistance. And for those that know Palestine and know Palestinian resistance, Janine is, well, termed the lion's lair you know real men are born in janine. yeah real men are born born in Janine. and they what they were expecting they didn't get and what they got they ate and then they made
1: jinin pay and uh, the movie was called janine janine uh, so uh, it was great to watch another uh, movie so we will not spoil the movie but there was also a very important documentary screened uh, last yes. uh, Saturday nasser
2: uh, so I saw on Saturday night, 1948, Creation and Catastrophe. And uh, one of the co-directors was with us, and she's a an Ameri- Palestinian-American um, di- uh, director uh, and an academic.
1: Professor Ahlam al-Muhtasib. Yeah,
2: and she was gave a Q&A afterwards. But this was a brilliant uh, Palestine 101 movie. And what made it so particularly good was, aside from the stories of Nakba survivors, there was um, Irgun Stern, Haganah, Regulars who are now obviously in their seventies and eighties, and they spoke about their experience of Nakba, Um, and from you know a Polish uh, Holocaust survivor talking about the pain she felt in what only less than years only years ago this was happening to me, and now I'm doing it to somebody else. Mm. Through to someone who now seventy one years later, unapologetically. Mm. Of course, we had to do it. We had to kill them. We had to drive them out. There's no place for them here. This is our home now, and I'd do it again. So the complete um, spectrum Contrast. complete spectrum on, from a from a from a Jewish Israeli side, but then the stories of um, the Palestinian survivors of Nakba, but also then through documentation. Uh, uh, you know, Benny, Benny Morris, Ilan Pape, and other uh, academics speak to it. So look, a really brilliant one hundred and one. And I look forward to its commercial release. At the moment, it's just an academic uh, movie that's uh, currently held, but they're going to be releasing it. And Hanam spoke about um, you know, making it a widely used resource, whether it's an online thing or via YouTube or CD. So we're looking forward to that. And as soon as we get details, we'll tell all our listeners where they can buy a copy.
3: Next, we have some exclusive interviews that Yusuf had at the Palestine Film Festival. No other reporters allowed. So this is an exclusive to 3TR. Enjoy.
1: Uh, I'm now next to um, Jessica Morrison, uh, um, uh, one of our uh, voices in Australia and uh, I would like to welcome you on the show What do you think of the movie?
5: Uh, I thought it was an amazing movie I thought in lots of ways it was a universal movie about the generational differences and how arrogant we are as young people um, but also it's been for me as a white Australian it's been really interesting um, looking at Palestine through the eyes of a European Palestinian or somebody who's been living in, in Europe and what it, that must challenge in terms of lots of the traditional stuff and uh, kind of the European culture, how it's challenging but I I loved it i looked at the opening things and i was like oh that's bethlehem uh, that's hannah who i stayed with and then i was like
1: oh no i thought could some people
5: yeah did you no no, no i thought i did but uh, there's there is there were, i thought there are lots of beautiful palestinian things about it and lots of things like i could i could taste the cardamom kind of co- in the coffee that i don't like at all okay.
1: <laughs> is this the first palestinian movie you watched
5: Oh, no, I've seen lots of different Palestinian movies. Um, I've got lots of different favourite ones. I often really like the political one. And what was really interesting about this is the politics sat all around it. Yes. But actually it was the love of families that it was about and everybody struggling together in the politics. So it was kind of like, it was a very different film because it wasn't about politics, but of course politics is part of everything.
1: Uh, Finally, uh, is there uh, a message you want to say to the people in Palestine who are listening to you?
5: Uh, Stay strong. Uh, You inspire so many of us to stand in solidarity with your struggle. We are inspired by your um, love and your laughter and your passion. And uh, we look forward to standing with you on a free Palestine one day.
1: Shukran, Jessica Morrison. Thank you. Shukran. Uh, It's a pleasure to be next to Senator Janet Rice from the Green Who opened uh, the night uh, uh, Thank you uh, uh, Janet for uh, coming today
0: It was my absolute pleasure to be here And what an amazing film I've just watched It was just this incredible um, It was Such a wonderful discussion, or not a discussion, just a story that showed the complexities of life in Palestine. Mm. And yes, and family and politics and the old and the new and tradition and breaking away from tradition and told with such humour and grace. <laughs> uh, it'll stay with me.
1: I know that uh, you were part of a delegation to Palestine last year. We'll talk about that thoroughly in, a, in another interview. But I want to stay in the film uh, context. I want to ask you, why Did you accept the invitation to come and open the night uh, or the uh, the the movie festival tonight?
0: Um, Because I'm passionate about justice for Palestinians. Mm. I mean, as an Australian, I know my life is just so good and I've got so much privilege here Mm. of living peacefully with good health with you know basically everything that you could possibly want and i know that there are so many people in the world that don't share that privilege and i've known about the plight of palestinians for a long time and the massive injustice that's been done Mm. for over 70 years um and so then, but I've known about it, and then I visited Palestine last year, and I thought that I knew quite a lot, but I knew that I knew next to nothing, and I learned a huge amount in the two weeks that we were there, and it just, it just reignited in me my passion and what I could do now as a parliamentarian to help work for just Palestinians, and how important it is that Australians know what's going on in Palestine, mm. because I mean Australia is you know in the world next to the US, the very best friend of is, of israel mm. and and australians need to know that what is happening in palestine is just wrong it is just wrong and it is and it's just such sheer injustice and we need to change the position that australia has so that australia is much more supportive of justice for palestinian people
1: it's voices like you that will change that i'm not going to hold you longer I, I want to end this interview with you with a message to the people in palestine who are listening to you now
0: look Yeah, stay strong and know that there are people that care about you all around the world and that we will keep on fighting for justice. And, you know, you have to keep on having hope, having optimism and know that we are working together to achieve uh, better outcomes than you are currently now experiencing.
2: And that was Senator Janet Rice, uh, Greens member for Victoria. Wonderful interviews there, Youssef. Now, very exciting. We're always very excited coming into November because November is action-packed for Palestine. Um, So as we know, what has become an institution now On the 15th of November We've got Flag Day on Palestine National Day At the Federation Square at 5.30pm, 15th of November So people want to uh, find out more details They can go to apan.org.au 15th of November at 5.30pm, Flag Day And on the, so following that that day On the 18th of November at 10am Tom's Block at the Tan We've got the Run for Palestine so we got a run for au, and excitingly this year we've got perth we've got adelaide melbourne canberra and sydney so five cities
1: on the same day on the same day at Fantastic. 10 and this year is for the the seventh year yusuf the seventh year yeah, congratulations yeah. so since
2: 2012 so but the first year for canberra second year for sydney third for uh, perth Uh, Third for Adelaide, second for Perth.
1: Now, those who want to participate or take part in the Run for Palestine, where do they go for information? So they just head to runforpalestine.com.au, runforpalestine.com.au, and from
2: there they can choose their city, and then uh, they can either donate, they can walk or run, um, and they can create a sponsored page and raise vital funds for Olive Kids, the Australian Foundation for Palestinian Children. Uh, so we're very excited about that nationally to raise money.
3: It's a fantastic family day. So if you yeah. can't run, you can't walk, you should still go and be part of the festivities.
2: Absolutely. The face painting and there's a petting zoo and lots of fun stuff on Sunday, the 18th of November.
1: And then on the 22nd, Yusuf. On that, on the coming Thursday, there is a, a forum to commemorate the 10th anniversary of the passing of Mahmoud Darwish, our national uh, poet. Uh, On the panel? Who's on the panel? I might be the one who will be speaking about the legacy of uh, Mahmoud Darwish. Fantastic. (coughs) Of course, there will be poetry recitals, there will be music, and this is a project under Averroes Center of Arab Culture. So there will be more details in future episodes uh, on where exactly, but it will be in the area of the city of Durban. So uh, more information on that. Also... On the 29th of November, on the International Day of Solidarity with the Palestinian people, we have something new, Nasser. Yep, the
2: inaugural Jerusalem Al-Quds Peace Prize, which is being held um, at Queen's Hall at the Victorian State Parliament. And we're very excited that we'll be presenting that to uh, Professor Stuart Rees, who will be receiving the very first Jerusalem Al-Quds Peace Prize, 7 p.m. at the Queen's Hall, Victorian State Parliament, JerusalemPeacePrize.com for those that want to buy tickets. Uh, Tickets are selling fast. We've sold already over half of them. So if you're interested in going, certainly we'd we'd, uh, tell you to go go on there and get your tickets soon. Early bird tickets finish tomorrow, uh, so on Monday. So please hurry along and get those.
1: That sounds like a busy calendar ahead of us uh, Mm -hmm. with the flag day, with the run for Palestine, with the memorial of Mahmoud Darwish, and with the inauguration of Jerusalem Al-Quds Peace Price.
2: And with that, another show comes to an end. So thank you again, Robert Youssef Ahmed Rumawi.
1: Thank you, Robert Ahmed Martin.
3: Uh, And we'll see you all next week.
1: Fantastic.